the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to SoCal Live. I am your host, Ed Carlson, and you are listening to KKLA. Uh, Maybe you're listening in your radio as you're coming home from work. It's about that 4 o'clock hour, so you could be uh, coming in, driving back from L.A. to maybe wherever you're going. If you're doing that, you're listening on 99.5 FM. Uh, maybe you're listening on the on the website at kkla.com. You can do that as well, and you can tell your friends as well. They also have an app. KKLA has a great app that you can do and listen on there. But however you're listening, thank you for listening, and thank you for tuning in to SoCal Live. Uh, we have had a, what, a great first hour with my friend Royce Porter as we talked about racial tension and the racial divide in America that we have right now. And and uh, how do we how do we help with that? How do we get on God's team and begin to fix that issue? Uh, but we want you to continue to give us a call. We had some great calls in that first hour. And uh, this second hour, we're going to be talking about the drug epidemic that we are facing uh, in our country. And I know that there's many of you that uh, are, are either, one, personally suffering through that right now. You may be listening. I believe that God is a sovereign God, which means this. I believe that he... Uh, directs every single thing that's happening. There's nothing that is out of his control. And I believe that there's going to be some people listening today, right now, um, that are struggling with, with addiction. And this hour is for you. This hour is for you. This is your hour that God has divinely set up for you to hear what God has to say to you. And today will be the difference maker in your life moving forward. But I also know that there's some families probably that are listening out there that have been affected by the drug epidemic that we have in our country. It has gone hog wild and, and, and we, um, we're, we're going to talk about it today. So I want you to give us a call uh, wherever you're at, or maybe you have an opinion about it, or maybe you have a question uh, about it. I want you to give us a call at 888-52-TALKS. That's 888-52-TALKS. And uh, we'll get you live on the air. Or you can also email us at SoCalLive at KKLA.com. That's SoCalLive at KKLA.com. You can leave us a question. You can leave us a comment, uh, all of that. But I want to jump uh, jump into the topic today. Um, in our last hour together today, I, I want to talk about this drug epidemic that's ravaging our nation and our communities and especially and specifically our families. Um, addictions come in many forms. Uh, we immediately think of alcohol and drugs when we hear the term, but people can become addicted to many things, food, gambling, shopping, work, uh, cigarettes, uh, pornography, smartphones, texting, whatever, pain meds, and so on. Um, and, and I've heard uh, we have a lot of folks that we work with in recovery at our church, and, and some of the, th- the way that, that people have described their addiction, they've said it this way, it was the best thing until it became the worst thing. And that is so true. It'd be, it was the best thing until it became the worst thing. And that is exactly how the enemy works. He gives you something that's tantalizing at first, and then it just becomes the worst thing, and then it grabs you with its chains and, and, and drags you down. But that could be the, the, really the mantra of any addiction. And, and whether it's alcohol or something else, it's always the best thing until it becomes the worst thing. Um, there is a way that seems right to you. I think I've heard that somewhere before. There is a way that seems right to you. It gets the best thing, the very best thing. It is the right thing to me. Nothing matters more to me than this. But in the end, it leads to death. 
And for purpose of our conversation today, I, I, I want to just concentrate on substance addiction. And even more specifically, we're going to be talking about the fentanyl um, addiction and, and, and the just the stuff that's coming in all over the place right now uh, and really talk about that specific one even more specifically. But why is addiction such a problem? Well, it's a huge problem because of the great costs that are involved. You never think about addiction as, as what it costs. But here's the deal. There is a cost to society because of addiction. When you type out the word social cost, I don't think we ever think about that, but social cost. The first suggestion that comes up is social cost of alcohol. You know what that is? Over 15 million results. The social cost of just alcoholism. That's just alcoholism. According to the CDC, excessive alcohol consumption costs the United States over $200 billion annually. According to the Encyclopedia of Drugs, Alcohol, and Addictive Behavior, there are over 100,000 deaths per year in the United States due to just, listen, alcohol abuse. 100,000 deaths per year. Imagine the amount of money that our society, our culture pays for that. In addition to causing early deaths, substance abuse makes for a variety of consequences that reduce the quality of life, both for users and other people. The annual cost of drug abuse is over $100 billion a year and growing. Americans spend more money, uh, spend more on pornography in one year than the annual, this this blew me away, than the annual sales of Coca-Cola and almost two-thirds of all visits and commerce on the internet involve a sexual purpose. It's according according to Sharon Hirsch of uh, the book Last Addiction. There's also a cost to families. That's a big one. Most of us either know or are in a family that has been affected by addiction. See, the family is a system. And it's a godly system. We talked earlier in the first hour about man-made systems, but the family is a God-ordained system. And when the system runs properly, it's a beautiful thing. You have a safe place to come home. You have a place where family members love and take care of each other, and you show grace and you show mercy. Everyone does their part. But when addiction is inserted into the family, it creates a horrible wrench into the system. If the parent is the addict, children have to pick up the slack for their parents, take on the roles that they were never intended to have. We learn to live with deception and denial. We develop unhealthy coping mechanisms. Most families struggling with addiction eventually come apart. There's also the high cost of divorce or separation, which is another one of the costs to society as well. But then there's finally the cost to yourself. If I look at Proverbs 23, 1 Corinthians 6, there is the cost of society and cost of families, but that cost to yourself as an individual, Proverbs 23 warns about substance abuse. It says, listen, my son, and be wise and keep your heart on the right path. Do not join those who drink too much wine or gorge themselves on meat, for drunkards and gluttons become poor and drowsy to clothes them in rags. See, when you're addicted, you're basically out of control. You can convince yourself that you are still under control. Say, I can stop at any time. But you're not in control anymore. Addiction, according to Scripture, 1 Corinthians 6, can also affect your eternal destiny. It says, do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor male prostitutes, nor homosexual offenders, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanders, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And you say, well, where... Did you find that? Well, it's 1 Corinthians 6, but remember, your addiction is your God. 
It is idolatry. And so if your addiction keeps you away from the real God, it will also keep you out of the kingdom of God. That's the ultimate end game of Proverbs 14, 12. It says there is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, it leads to death. So there's a high cost to society, families, and individual, and that's what I want to talk about today. That's what we want to hear you call in, and we want to talk about those issues. How has it impacted you? Maybe are you out there and you're struggling with addiction? We call in. We want to love on you. We want to give you some hope. We want to get, point you in the right direction today. I believe that there's going to be some folks out there that are listening. As I said earlier, as we open this hour, there's going to be some out there today that are going to find deliverance and freedom from their addiction. I believe that wholeheartedly. So let's talk. Give us a call. Maybe you're a family member that has a, a member of your family that is struggling, and we want to pray with you. We want to be able to point you in the right direction as well. But one of the things as well that I want to talk about is fentanyl. And, and just to kind of, the issue of fentanyl in our country, and just to kind of give you an idea, for those of you who haven't heard about it, I don't know, I mean, you're living under a rock if you haven't heard about fentanyl, but what is fentanyl? Fentanyl is a synthetic opioid typically used to treat patients with chronic severe pain or severe pain following surgery. Uh, fentanyl is a Schedule II controlled substance that is similar to morphine, but listen, about 100 times more potent. I'm getting this from the, the website from the CDC, 100 times more potent than morphine. Uh, According to the DEA, that's a drug enforcement agency, illicit fentanyl, primarily manufactured in foreign clandestine labs and smuggled into the United States, mainly through Mexico, is being distributed across the country and sold on the illegal drug market. Again, from the DEA, DEA, it says fentanyl is being mixed in with other illicit drugs to increase the potency of the drug, sold as powders and nasal sprays, and increasingly pressed into pills, and that's a popular one right now, made to look like legitimate prescription opioids. Because there is no official oversight on quality or quality control, these counterfeit pills often contain lethal doses of fentanyl with none of the promised drug. There's also significant risk that illegal drugs have been intentionally contaminated with fentanyl. And because of its potency and low cost, drug dealers have been mixing fentanyl with other drugs, including heroin, methamphetamine, and cocaine, increasing the likelihood of fatal interaction. Well, that's a lot. A lot to go over. And... A heavy, heavy, heavy topic. But I want to bring in my special guest today, and I am so happy to have him. He is an expert in this, and, and there is no more of a loving man than the guy that's sitting right next to me right now. And, and I want to introduce my friend, Ron Brown. Ron is the executive director of uh, Overseas the Ministry of Teen Challenge, Southern California, and it's 10 ministry locations, including the areas in and around Kern County, Ventura, Tri-County, Los Angeles County, Orange County, Inland Empire, San Diego County, and the Central Valley. He has served for 18 years, leading multiple residential sectors in various evangelism, outreach, and prevention efforts to stem the tide of addiction in Southern California communities. In addition to his duties as executive director, Ron is passionate about leadership development and encourages pastors and Christian leaders through conferences, seminars, and church leadership forums nationally and internationally. And he has been involved in ministry for 36 years, 10 of those as a bivocational minister. He served eight years with the Los Angeles Rescue Mission, working with the homeless and addicted living in the streets of Los Angeles. But more than anything, Ron is a worshiper of God and simply believes that the love of Jesus is stronger and the bondage of sin and addiction. And through the power of God's grace, no one is beyond Christ's redemption. He and his wife, Demetra, have two daughters, two wonderful son-in-laws, and eight amazing grandchildren. And that, those eight amazing grandchildren, those are the most fun right there. Ron, welcome to the show. And thank you so much. It's a joy to be here with you, brother. Dude, it is so good to have you. Ron, give us, real quickly, uh, I want to get this in in our first segment. Ron, give us your story. Like, uh, you've been involved with, it seems to be, with addiction for so long. 
What what got you into that space? What I, I know it's a call of God, but give us your life story in a, a short synopsis. But give us your life story. What brought you to where you're at today? Well, it, it really is a call of God, but I grew up with an alcoholic mother. Um, and watching her go through her addiction for so many years was very, very devastating on us as a family. And then also I worked in law enforcement um, as a deputy sheriff. And I got to see the whole addiction issue from that side, too. Uh, and then the Lord just really kind of led me into this. I, I didn't go into it because of my mother, but I had some friends uh, that were part of the church that I was involved in that got involved in using drugs. And so I was reaching out, trying to help them uh, to find release, trying to find transformation and help. And through reaching out to them, the Lord really gripped my heart with this call uh, to really to see people set free and transformed from the power of addiction. Yeah. And, and so you've been with uh, Teen Challenge how, how long now? 20 years. 20 years. And so prior to that, you were at the Los Angeles Rescue Mission. Um, uh, tell us some stories. I, I, gosh, there's probably so many stories that you have of God coming in and just doing a, a radical change in somebody's life. But is there is there maybe one that right now maybe that the Holy Spirit just dropped in you that just really stands out to you? of, wow, that's such a cool story. What what would that be? Well, as you say that, I've seen so many. I mean, yeah. we've seen thousands of people's lives transformed. Um, and uh, there was a number of years ago, a man came in. He had been in, in and out of prison for most of his life. Started going in when he was a teenager, um, then graduated up to uh, the state. And um, he came into the program and he really wanted to change. And addiction had been part of all of the crime that he committed over the years. But he didn't believe that he could actually change. And uh, I watched him as he came in, and he really struggled uh, with uh, allowing people to love him, to get close to him, because he was so broken uh, in his life. But I watched slowly as the gospel really began to penetrate his heart, uh, and he really began to surrender his heart to the Lord. And I'll never forget in that chapel one day when he knelt down and he prayed and said, Okay, God, I give you everything. And he got up, and there was a difference. He began to cry, and he said, I, I feel something different, but I don't know if it's really going to work for me. He still wasn't sure. <laughs> and I told him, I said, just, just keep believing, keep reading, keep praying, keep seeking. If you seek, you'll find. <laughs> if you knock, the door will be open. Keep seeking, keep knocking. And he did. And I watched him, and after about four or five months, he really began to believe that he could be free. Um, and I'll never forget when he first went home uh, to visit with his family after he'd been in the program for a while. They were amazed at the transformation that they saw. Uh, they weren't hiding the purses and hiding everything when he came in the house. And he said, they actually trusted me. Uh, and he said, I never thought I'd was be trustworthy again. He mm. said, I don't even trust myself. <laughs> so I, I can understand why my family wouldn't trust me. But when transformation comes to the power of the gospel, there is a new person that is there. If anyone is in Christ, they are a new Amen. creation. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. And I saw this man graduate, and he had been, like I said, in and out of prison for all of his life. He was in his mid-30s, graduated from the program. He never went back, got married, has a family, and has been living successfully for the Lord all these years. It's been a number of years ago absolute transformation, and he thought he could never live on the streets. The longest he had been on the street before he came to us was two weeks at a time. Mm -hmm. And then he'd get picked up for a violation and sent back. Yeah. And now this man was set free by the power 
of the gospel. Man, so powerful. Listen, if you're listening to that and that doesn't get you going, there's something wrong with your going. I mean, that that is good Amen. stuff, Ron. It's so good. Uh, for those of you just tuning in, this is Ed Carlson, and you are listening to SoCal Live here on K, uh, 99.5 KKLA. And we're discussing the drug epidemic in our country and its impact on our culture with uh, my friend Ron Brown, Executive Director of Teen Challenge. Uh, we want to get you in on these uh, on this conversation, so I want you to give us a call right now at 888-52-TALKS. That's 888-52-TALKS. Uh, Call in with your questions. Uh, maybe you have a question for Ron or you want to know a little bit more about uh, how you can get the help that you need. Or maybe you have a family member that's in need and, and want to figure out how do you, you know, talk with them about their, their issue, their, their addiction. Give us a call. We'd love to talk to you. You can also send us a question or a comment by going to SoCalLive at KKLA.com. That's SoCalLive at KKLA.com. Um, what are you, Ron, what are you seeing? Um, what are you all seeing at Teen Challenge? over the last five years or so with regards to opioid addiction, especially fentanyl? It has taken over. Okay. We have uh, many people come in who are addicted to fentanyl. Um, because it's been used, as you uh, mentioned in your opening statements, about how it's been cut with heroin. Uh, they cut all the drugs with fentanyl, and especially the, uh, the opioids. People think they're buying a Xanax pill, mm. and they're getting something that's laced with fentanyl. And they never know. And they don't know. And this fentanyl, when it's produced, is not produced in some laboratory sterile environment. So the amount of potency varies based on the chemist that was being used to and these manufacture. These chemists aren't chemists. They are not chemists. That's why <laughs> yeah. I, I use that with quotation marks uh, because the, the potency is different. So you don't know what you're getting. You can get a lethal dose. Uh, just with the very first pill that you take, it can be a lethal dose because they are not there in measuring these things according to some manufactured prescription. They're just guessing and putting these things together, and it's highly addictive. And we have seen more and more and more of our people coming in who are addicted to fentanyl. Now, I'm asking this uh, out of ignorance, really. Is fentanyl – I guess I'm trying to figure out why – so popular. I mean, it doesn't make sense because it has created more deaths. So is it, is it because it's cheaper? I know part of it's just trendy, whatever, but is it cheaper maybe than other drugs in the past, like meth or heroin? Is that why it's attractive? Or It is cheap, but, but it delivers on what it promises. There yeah. is an instant high. There's a, a, an instant euphoria that comes. There's this escape that people are looking for because life is difficult. They don't want to deal with the issues of their lives, and and it, it delivers. Uh, and so people keep going back to it. Sometimes it starts out as a recreational thing, mm. uh, just want to party, have a little fun. But many people today are really looking to escape because life is difficult, as we know. Yeah. Circumstances are hard. Uh, and so people are looking to escape, and, and fentanyl delivers, unfortunately, but it delivers in a very deadly, in a very potent and powerful way. Yeah, we, we Ron, we uh, at our church have, you know, we – you probably know this, but we have Teen Challenge come in every year, and whether it's you know TCMI or you know Orange County Teen Challenge or LA yes. Teen Challenge, I'm a big, huge supporter. I, Thank I'm you for that. Guys, <laughs> biggest. I, listen, I I think everybody should go there that has a problem. Go there. That's what I tell them. Seriously. Um, Thank you. But I have never in my life, and I'll even break it down in the last ten to fifteen years, have seen the amount of deaths, even that have touched me personally, because of fentanyl. Are you seeing that as well? Because it's amazing. I've dealt with addiction for a long time uh, in my family and, and people that I know and in church being a pastor, but never before. Well, I, I, can, I can count about four right now that I'm thinking of right now, just in the last two, three years, Ron, that I knew. 
yes. that have passed away because of overdose. Yes, fentanyl is is very, very deadly. In five years, from 2016 to 2021, uh, the death from overdose doubled, uh, and it was because of the introduction of fentanyl when it became very, very popular. Uh, And so it really is a death sentence, uh, and we have definitely seen that. You know, the exponential increase from 2019 to 2020, uh, you know, 100,000 people a year now dying from overdose. Uh, and 75% of those overdoses are connected to the use of fentanyl. Mm. Mm. Amazing. It, it, it's, yeah, I'm starting to think of just now those, as you begin to say that the people that have, that we've lost or, you know, family members, even our own church that have, that have lost folks because of, of overdose, it's, it breaks your heart. I, I, it's, yes. it's amazing. It's, I don't know how you guys do it and deal with it because you guys are dealing with that on a daily basis. Yes, and, but uh, we're giving hope. And, amen. And it's one person at a time, one life at a time that's amen. being transformed. Amen. Well, guys, the table's been set today. Uh, we've got this is a powerful topic, and we, my friend here, Ron Brown, uh, there's no better person to talk to about this subject than him. Uh, he has lived it for the last number of decades. He's been involved in it. He has seen its transformation even over the last uh, handful of years, how fentanyl is beginning to take over. So if you've got a question, uh, if you have a comment, uh, if you have a struggle we want you to call in. That's what this is for. That's why we do a live show here every day from 3 to 5 p.m. to bring you hope. And that hope is found in Jesus Christ. But we gotta, we got to point you there. And so if you got a question, and we see the lines that are coming up right now, and uh, we're going to get... Uh we're going to get to those uh, right after the break. So when we get back, we're going to be taking some calls. Uh, we're also going to be talking more with my friend Ron Brown here. Give us a call at 888-52-TALKS. That's 888-52-TALKS. Or shoot us an email uh, at SoCalLive at KKLA.com. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back after this commercial break as your Friday edition of SoCal Live continues. I used to race motocross and I got landed on by another rider, so um, I shattered seven vertebrae. My spine severed completely from my pelvis, um, broke my pelvis, a few ribs, and my second level three concussion. And um, though I was shattered physically, I was also shattered emotionally as well. And I quickly became a full-blown heroin addict. Um, couldn't get a needle out of my arm. I was facing over 12 years in prison. I remember the day very specifically because it was my first time having to go to the um, police station here in L.A. and having to um, register as a gang member for my first time. And I can't explain what it felt like coming back into the home. I could feel the heaviness of the weight of my sin, and, and it just felt like I just had heavy chains on me. And, and I asked, I was right here in the dorms um, by bed 13, and I asked a couple of the girls, a couple of my sisters here, to pray with me. And so they just prayed with me, and I literally remember, like, it it sounds funny, but I felt like Jesus jumped into my body. I could physically feel something happen, and I just saw the, the trajectory of my life change from that moment. Obviously, it was a process of me being healed and a process of me being made new, but that was my, my first encounter again with the Lord that really just changed my life dramatically. Because of that, because of my relationship with the Lord, I'm not only being a mother to my children, a wife, um, but also uh, pouring out to those around me. I, I love that I get the opportunities to come back here to LA Teen Challenge to speak to the women here and encourage them. And I also get to work at uh, my church. We have a Bible college, and I'm, I'm on the admissions team there and get to walk alongside others. And my life is really simple, but it's so beautiful. And every day I just I give glory to God because 
if it wasn't for him and if it wasn't for Teen Challenge, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. That was a, a testimony from a Teen Challenge graduate, and uh, we have with us right now today uh, Ron Brown. We are listening to uh, you're listening to SoCal Live here on KKLA. Uh, I'm joined by my friend Ron Brown, Executive Director of Teen Challenge Southern California. Uh, our, our phone call, our, our phone uh, lines are lighting up. Uh, guys, continue to call at 888-52-TALKS, 888-52-TALKS. We're going to try to get every single one of you on to ask a question, uh, and we want to because we believe that perhaps maybe there's even one uh, call or more probably that are needing some direction. We want to make sure we do that, and we will make sure that we get you, even if it runs past our time today, we will make sure that we have some conversation with you and get you pointing the right direction. But, Ron, real quick, before we go to the phones, uh, tell us a little bit about Teen Challenge. Well, Teen Challenge started in 1958 by David Wilkerson uh, in New York City. He was reaching out to gang members uh, and disaffected youth who were on the streets in in New York, Um, and they started getting saved. They started coming to the Lord and they needed a place for discipleship so they, they could go further in their faith and really break away from a lot of the habits and things that cause destruction in their lives. And so he opened up a place for them to come uh, so they can hear the word of God, be taught the scriptures, uh, be prayed for, receive the, the Holy Spirit so that they can move past that place of, that they were stuck in in their lives. And so Teen Challenge started uh, in New York City in Brooklyn. That was our first center. We are now uh, in every state of the U.S. and 120-plus nations of the wow. world. Uh, thousands of people now being transformed by the power of the gospel in many, many languages around the world. And it started right there in New York City in 1958. Now, a lot of people, I know this may be a hard um, uh, question to answer, but what uh, do we know the success rate of Teen Challenge? People always ask that, right? You know, what is the success rate of this? Because the success rate over here at this program, is it, do we know that? Or do we have a, a number on that? I know that's probably a hard stat to really truly know. but Yeah, we know that we're very successful. Absolutely. There was a small study done many years ago that followed some of our graduates for five years, and about 85% of them were still uh, – clean and sober that's incredible after five years (laughs) but there hasn't been an extensive but we know that it works very very well it it is one of the best because it's a life that's transformed by the gospel exactly for eternity exactly (laughs) that's the difference maker all right i want to get to some of these calls because this is super important we want to get these calls uh we have a uh suzanne uh from los angeles on line one suzanne are you there suzanne are you there line one maybe maybe going once Suzanne, line one, are you there? All right. Suzanne, how are you doing? Yes, I'm fine. How are you doing? Good, good. Tell us a little bit. we got a ton of calls on the line. We want to get to them all, but real quickly, kind of tell us, uh, it says your son is in Teen Challenge. My son is at TCMI right now. Fantastic. Teen Challenge Ministry Institute. <laughs> and that is a total miracle because a few years ago, we didn't even know where he was. And if it wasn't for Teen Challenge and how God used Teen Challenge, I'm so grateful for Teen Challenge, and I want to just encourage people to, we're monthly donors because of the work they do, and we see life change, because we would go and visit my son, and we got to know other guys there, and it's such a beautiful ministry, unbelievable impact for the gospel, and my son is, he's the prodigal. He came back not just to us, but to our entire family. And because Hallelujah. of that, other people have come to us, and we helped somebody else get off fentanyl. I've never been around people detoxing, but here we had this girl in our home until she could get into Team Challenge. She's been there now four months, totally sober, clean, 
I saw her recently, and she said, I said, you look like a different person. She said, it's Jesus. Amen. It's, it's only Jesus. And I Amen. tell you, those people that are on staff, they work so hard because of love. And it's transformative. So if your listeners haven't heard of Teen Challenge, I'm sure they, they will need to have that in their in their filing cabinet because someday they're going to hear about somebody who's dealing with a drug problem and can't get can't break free. Amen. Teen Challenge is incredible. I'm so grateful for them. And so I just say thank you so much, um, Teen Challenge, for the work you're doing, not just in L.A., but around the world. Suzanne, thank you so much for that call. Incredible. There you guys are hearing right there from, from, from the mouth of a mom. Uh, so you moms Amen. out there, you know exactly what she's talking about. So send your kid to Teen Challenge. Uh, real quick, I'm going to go to line three. Josh in Los Angeles. Uh, Josh, are you there? Uh, hello? Yeah, Josh. What, how are you doing, sir? Uh, not too bad. How are you doing sir? Good, good. Uh, we got myself and uh, Ron Brown here. What, what, uh, what question do you have? Um. Honestly, I was uh, just driving home from work, and uh, I was just flipping through the radio, and uh, your station came on. And uh, uh, I don't have a you know a hardcore drug addiction uh, with something like fentanyl. It's, uh, it's more minor things, but uh, I've started to notice how they've kind of eaten away at, at you know my free time, my, my finances, and just my mental health overall. And um, I grew up in a Christian home, so I know I I believe I have a good understanding of right and wrong. But somehow I keep wanting to get back in these uh, circumstances where I'm buying things that I know I shouldn't buy. I'm doing things I know I shouldn't do. And um, I, I just wanted to kind of connect with, with you guys about how to break free from things like that. So, Josh, here's what I'm doing. I'm going to have Ron answer that question. First of all, thank you for calling, and thank you for your honesty and transparency in calling and, and, and saying, yes, hey, I've got a problem. It may not be fentanyl, but I have a problem. I have an addiction problem that's messing up my life. And uh, we're also going to uh, get you I, – I want to encourage you to do this. Uh, we'll send you some information as well, uh, Josh, to, to, to help you get the help that you need. But, Ron, I want you to just respond to Josh, what he said. Uh, he just wants some sure. information on how he gets free. How does he break free from the addiction that he is holding on to his life? You know, the Bible says there is no temptation that's overtaking you except that's which is common to man. And so everyone deals with things that come into their lives that tempt them. So you have to break free from it by saying, no, I don't want that. I want something else in my life. I'm not saying a just say no. I'm saying just say yes to Jesus. It's really pressing into prayer, uh, surrounding yourself with friends and people who are doing the right things that can encourage you, especially in those moments when you're weak. Let someone else in on what's happening in your life so that you're not isolated and alone. That's when the enemy comes and really pours it on is when you're isolated. So connect with the local church, local friends, people that are serving. God that are moving in the right direction to keep you encouraged. Pray, read the scriptures, and stay in fellowship. And God, through the power of the Spirit, will give you the ability to walk away from those things as you surrender them uh, to Him in prayer. Yeah, Josh, does that does that make sense to you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, I'm just um, with me. It's, uh, I, I've tried everything that you said, and uh, maybe not to the best of my ability. Just I, I, it's like this feeling in my head that no, I need to go do it. I need to go do it. I'll tell it no, but then I need to go do it. Like um, uh, nicotine, uh, I picked up a nicotine addiction when I was in the Marine Corps. I tell myself I need to stop. I tell myself I need to uh, move on from it. I get closer to God, and then uh, I, I run out and I'm like, oh, it's time to go buy another vape or uh, or uh, go get another cigarette. Or, uh, um, I'm sorry, I'm stumbling over my word. Yeah, but you're wanting to break free from all of that, correct? 
and Josh, we do pornography, ecstasy, and marijuana. It's, it's things in my life that hold me back, but it's things I, I have trouble putting behind me for good. Josh, at Teen Challenge here in Southern California, we have a twenty-four-seven prayer and helpline. Uh, 888-520-0620. And there's a Teen Challenge staff member that will be there any time of the day or night that you need someone to agree with you in prayer and to help you to walk into freedom. We started this just a couple of years ago in the midst of the pandemic, and we're keeping it going because we've gotten thousands of calls, and our folks are ready to help to stand with you in prayer. So any time of day or night, you can call. Give that number again, Ron. It's 888-520-0620. One more time. 888-520-0620. And we'll give that number again before uh, we get off here. But, Josh, thank you for that call. And, uh, Josh, here's what I'd like you to do. Um, leave your number. If, you can, if you're okay with this, leave your number with um, Jose, who's our audio engineer, uh, and, and we'll give you a call. We'll, we'll have some more conversations on this. How about that? Awesome. Josh, thanks for calling. Be safe on the road. Thank you. Uh, we have some other calls, and uh, we're getting close to our next break, so I, I want to give them the time that's, that's worthy. So, uh, Judy, we see you there in Los Angeles. We're going to be getting back to you, so please uh, hold with us just through the commercial break, uh, and uh, we will get that call. We also see another call uh, that's on here as well, and uh, we will get to that. And you can continue to call at 888 uh, 888- um, 52 Talks. I almost forgot my own. I almost started giving your number. Maybe we need to do that too. 8852 uh, Talks. 8852 Talks. Call us with your question, your story. If you need help, just like Josh and just like others that are calling right now. Uh, also, uh, you can do that through SoCal Live at KKLA.com. SoCal Live at KKLA.com. And, and uh, uh, our audio engineer will get that and we'll, we'll put that question or comment on the line. Uh, we got so much more to cover and I uh, wish this thing went uh, multiple hours, but we only have one more second coming up. But give us a call and we get back. We'll be having some more conversations uh, with Ron as well as uh, those the, uh, folks that are waiting uh, on our on our phones but don't go anywhere we'll be right back after this commercial break as your Friday edition of SoCal Live continues Welcome back, everyone. It's been so great to be with you today. I uh, can't even tell you how good it's been to be with you guys today as well as yesterday. And uh, it has been my pleasure and privilege to uh, be with you as well as uh, bring you the topics that God has laid on our hearts. And, and uh, today is no different, and this hour is no different. We have been talking with Ron Brown, Executive Director of Teen Challenge Southern California. And uh, I, you know, I have so many questions for Ron. I have so many questions that we could talk about with regards to um, this issue of, of the, uh, the drug epidemic that's in our nation is, and more specifically the fentanyl issue. But we have so many people that are calling in right now. Um, and so I want to go to those phones right now. Uh, we have Judy on line four. Judy, line four, are you there? Hello. Hi. Uh, it shows that you said, says here that your son has an addiction. And so uh, tell us what's going on. Yes. Um, I, I really don't know where to start except to say, um, as a mom, this has been a real hard and long road with my son. He's been in addiction for over 10 years. And in the beginning, um, he thought he had a handle on it and that if he were to work, you know, somehow he could, you know, overcome um, his problem. But the money only really made him more... Um, just enabled him to do more drugs and alcohol and um, then 
eventually he wasn't able to get hired anymore. He wasn't getting any jobs, and but still he would have money to go and get alcohol, and um, he, he has continued, and it, it's just changed. It's, it's taken his spirit from him. He he used to be like a, a happy person, funny, and now he's like a total like recluse mentally. He just he doesn't even really talk. He doesn't even want to talk. You know, he says yes and no, and. You know, but basically every day he just has to, you know, answer to this, you know, alcohol addiction that um, I've observed him, you know, having. Um, he doesn't deny that he has it, but it's like his attention span as far as, you know, reasoning about it. He doesn't really want to reason about it. He just knows that he's got to go and he's got to go get it every day. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and Judy, that's a... Just, um, reduced himself, reduced himself, you know, to pretty much, you know, nothing, you know? Um, he just, uh, he, he doesn't believe anyone can help him, you know? And I've tried to take him because, you know, he's raised going to church, you know, from a child, but I've tried to take him to different churches. Um, one in particular I took him to, um, he wanted to get baptized again, so he started going there in the evening um, where the, they would have the men prayer meeting. But, you know, he he can't deal with himself, so he has to drink before he gets there. And I don't think they took him serious, And but he was asking them to get baptized. And it's just like everywhere, you know, I take him to go and get help. It's like he feels rejected because the way he presents himself. And I try to tell him that it's because, you know, people aren't going to receive you well, you know, when when they see you, you know, intoxicated. They figure, you know, hey, something's wrong with you, which he doesn't deny it, but he's not getting any help. Yeah, you yeah. know, I can't find anybody to just have some type of compassion for him to help him. Yeah, Judy, I, my heart goes out to you. I, I, I hear the pain. I hear the sorrow. Yes, uh, yes. Ron, for her, for Judy, as well as moms and dads all over that have a son or, or daughter that is struggling, you're, I know your heart. I see it in your eyes. Your heart, but give them some hope. What, what, what would you tell them? There is hope. There is hope. There is an answer. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't give up on your faith. And always love your no. children. You know, I always say it's always appropriate to love your children, but you love them with boundaries mm, uh, so that it helps them to get to a place that they will make a decision to move past where they are now. And I know I can hear in your heart, your heart's broken. You love your son, uh, but I want you to know that God loves your son all the more. And that's why he sent Christ into the into the earth to save us and to deliver us and to set us free. Uh, I hope that you wrote down that uh, that prayer line number. There's someone who will agree with you in prayer 24 hours a day, seven days a week at Teen Challenge. If you would call us at 888-520-0620 so that you'll know that you're not alone and, and there's someone else to help in this battle with you through prayer through faith, through standing with you and encouraging you in the scriptures. Uh, But pray for your son, set boundaries, um, but he has to make that decision to come to 
uh, a place that he wants to change um, and start making those steps. And, and he made some steps. As you mentioned, he was searching out a church. Uh, to me, that lets me know that, that there's, a, there's a seed there that God is drawing on. So that seed yep, just good. needs to be watered. It will produce a harvest. I just believe that. And I just say, Father, in the name of Jesus, let that seed that is in that young man's heart just continue to grow as he's searching. And I thank you, Father, that you give encouragement and strength to this mother as she connects with us or uh, others who will pray with her and literally lift her hands up in this battle. And we will pray uh, and believe God for a miracle for your son. But just continue to set some boundaries, continue to love him, continue to be there uh, because it seems like he's disconnected from everyone else in his life, but he's still there, Mom, even if he just says yes, even if he just says no, and he doesn't have a long conversation with you, he's still there. Mm. So keep holding on to that kernel of hope, and God is going to break through by the power of his spirit. Mm, that's giving me chills just, just right there. Judy, thanks so much for coming. I want to go real quick to John and Montebello. John, are you there? I'm still here. John, uh, you're on the air. Yes, how's it going? You know, I, I would love just to tell everybody listening, especially to their mom right now, that God is there for them, that God hears all. God knows all. He's an all-knowing God, that there's no addiction, no matter what it is, that he cannot remove from us. I've been addicted to everything, and he's removed it all. Praise I God. I still struggle with my walk, but he, he continues to transform he continues to speak. God loves us. He loves us so much. And I want everybody to know out there, don't think that God doesn't love us and God's not for us. Because all he wants to do is love us, transform us, and hold us. He's there right now. He just loves us. God is so awesome and so beautiful. And thank you for giving me this time. In the name of Jesus, amen. God bless. Amen. John, thank you so much, man. You keep up the great work that you're doing. Uh, Ron, uh, the little amount of time that we have left, I want to just ask a couple questions. So, and this may seem elementary, and we'll have to do this quick, because i got about two different things, three different things I want to do in about five minutes, right? Okay. Uh, and it may seem elementary, but I know that there are many parents or family members that suspect something is going on with their loved one. But many also don't want to go there in their mind, uh, because it's just too devastating. Yes. Uh, but for those out there that are wondering about their kid or their family member or friend, uh, what are some telltale signs that a person is using? Well, when you see their normal patterns uh, interrupted in a radical way, sometimes they'll stop bathing, their hygiene will suffer, uh, they start withdrawing from friends and family, um, they stop eating, uh, they stop just being themselves. You can see the personality changes. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, different uh, people they're hanging around with that maybe they weren't around before. Um, and and just uh, their whole demeanor begins to change because when addiction comes, it really does take over a person's life. Uh, their mind becomes consumed with it, and, and their thoughts are consumed with wanting to get high again and looking uh, for, for drugs or alcohol. And so it's, it's being inquisitive, asking questions, being dialed in. Yeah. Uh, you know, everybody is connected today on social media with their phone and all that. Um, I don't know if there's an ability for you to say, hey, who, who are you speaking to? What's going on? Who are you talking to? Yeah. What's going on in your life? But keep that conversation going. You know, many, many, many moons ago, we had the evening dinner table where people could sit around and really see one another. But we eat at different times. We eat alone. We do so many things alone because of our work 
and the way our lives are oriented today. And so we miss a lot. Yeah. And so it's just being uh, dialed in and paying attention and, and you, watching for those changes. And I love what you said because I've, I've experienced this with friends, family members. When somebody is using, there is a demonic spirit that has attached itself to them. And you can feel yes. you can. And I encourage people to be spiritually discerned. Absolutely. Use discernment and be in tune with the Holy Spirit. Keep in step with the Spirit because when you are, you can sense it. When it comes to the door, you go, there's something different. There's something wrong here. Oh, absolutely. And, and, it, and it's true. Yes. Uh, finally today, Ron, for those in our audience that are listening, we've had so many. And, and if you tried to call and couldn't get in or we couldn't get to you, we apologize. There's just there's only so much time and, and the show's only two hours long. But uh, for those that are ready for change. Uh, what can they do, and what is a process process that they need that they can do to get into Teen Challenge, and what can they expect? Well, first of all, they can go to our website, just teenchallenge.org, and that's Teen Challenge of Southern California's website, or they can call uh, our our hotline number, eight 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 five two zero zero six two zero. Um, there's an application process that they will go through. They have to do a physical exam you know, to make sure that they are, you know, ready to come in physically and are able to come into a, a, a congreg- congregate kind of setting. Yeah. Uh, so the, our, our applications are online, uh, and they have an opportunity to d- connect with us. And it's free. And it's free. Can, because, come on. Come on, somebody. Well, because of friends and people who support us, yep. churches and, and, and people of goodwill who care about the broken, uh, as I think one mother mentioned earlier that she and her family support the ministry, that's why we're able to be here. And we've been here since 1963 in Southern California, and it's because of the supporters of churches and friends that care about those who are addicted. Yeah. Get a hold of Teen Challenge right now. Get a hold of them at teenchallenge.com. Dot com, right? Org. Dot org. Teenchallenge.org. Mm-hmm. Get a hold of them. And, 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 and trust me, it'll, be, it'll make a world of difference. God does some tremendous things to that. Ron, in 30 seconds, give us some final words to our listening audience. There is hope. Never give up. God's love is so overwhelming. And what happens when a person is addicted, they need to get connected to a power that's greater than their addiction, the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I'm sending your comforter. I'm sending your helper. The helper is here. The Holy Spirit is stronger than the power of addiction, and your loved ones can and will be set free. Amen. Couldn't have said it better. Folks, listen, I want you to know this. We here at KKLA, we love you. And our, our motto is, is, is find hope here. And when we say find hope here, what we mean is find hope in Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, there is no person on this earth, there's no system on this earth that can give you the hope that you need. There's no system, no man, no person uh, that can give you the joy that Christ can bring. Give your heart to him today and watch the miracle begin to take place in your life. And if you're out there and you need help and you're recovering your addiction, give Teen Challenge a call. I'm going to give the number again. It's 888-520-0620. That's 888-520-0620. You can also go to teenchallenge.org and get all the help that you need. And we hope that you do. We're going to continue to be praying that you do. Well, Ron, I want to have you on again. I hope that you'd love to come back. We'd love to have you. I would love to, Ed, anytime. Amen, amen. Well, thank you guys so much for allowing me to spend the last couple days with you. This is Ed Carlson signing off. Until next time, go with God. He goes with you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.